Hi, it's Pam. It's time to chat, so let's get to it. Let's talk. There's a lot to talk about. Yesterday was Father's Day. I'm not really big, never have been really big on made-up holidays to force people together, to force people to, to demonstrate affection or anything else because it's incredibly fake and phony. When my parents were alive, I, I tried to do that forever. I didn't want to have any regrets. And so I tried to demonstrate that I, how I felt about them while they were alive. My mother kind of very early on kind of set the tone for that for me because I, I listened. I was like a sponge, and I really listened. Uh, some things probably would be better <laughs> not listening to as a kid. But she would, the adults would be talking, and she would say how how funny she found it to be when people never came around when you were alive, and then you were the you cried the loudest at a funeral, and she and her sister would talk about that it's along the way through life, and and it really did stick with me. It's like it it really is important to you know they can't hear you. <laughs> They can't hear you at that point. So um, I tried to do it. I tried to make sure that uh, with with my mom and dad that that uh, did I get along with them all the time? Did we agree rather? On every, of course not. <laughs> were there times when we were mad at each other or, or annoyed, whatever? Oh, sure, absolutely. But still, the respect was there always. And but yesterday, in and and on Mother's Day too. But uh, you see a lot of of really sweet posts um, from people. And I do always wonder. Some of the people that posted yesterday, I knew for a fact that th these were genuine. Um, but but you do I do always think back to my mom. You know it's like uh, yeah. Please don't be the loudest one to cry. Crying the loudest at the end. And uh, in a way that was uh, that was true uh, on on some levels that I won't go into. Um, I'm going to give you an update on my lamps. If you remember uh, my lamp situation. I was trying to find the mid-century modern lamps, Gary and I. I want to talk about that. I'm going to talk very, very briefly about the um, the ad that ran in the Tennessean over the weekend, as well as it being Father's Day, a very threatening ad. I want to talk about that. Touch briefly on the sandstorm that is coming our way. Very briefly on that, I'll probably get into that in more detail later. And then I want to talk about how popcorn was not allowed in movie theaters back in the day. All right, uh, lamps. Let's talk about that. Gary and I like modern. We like Art Deco. We love mid-century modern. And we got on the trail of trying to find floor lamps, mid-century modern floor lamps, and it became... Uh, a, a quest. So I want to report that we now have some amazing in our bedroom, our living room, mid-century modern floor lamps and some for our nightstands and for our desk, for Gary's desk and for my desk, which was my father's desk. But so, yay, it, it wasn't easy, actually. 
but we, we found them. So I just wanted to give you an update on our lamps because I had talked about them. Over the weekend, an anti-Islamic ad ran in the largest newspaper in Tennessee, the Tennessean, and it is uh, shocking, um, kind of like the noose that was found in the race car driver, the only African-American race car driver's uh, in his area over the weekend at a race, a noose was found. I hope, I really hope they get to the bottom of that. This insanity must stop. What I don't understand about the ad, full page, full page ad. I understand an ad rep. I know Gary and I about, we've been in the newspaper business, we were in the newspaper business for a very long time. We know how it all works, all of it. And I get that an ad rep wants the commission from a full-page ad because it's it's big. It's that's a, I don't know in Tennessee, but it it's, it can be a very large check for you. But the, the the thrust of the ad was that on July 18th in Nashville, an Islamic group is going to detonate a nuclear bomb, and that Donald Trump will be the last U.S. president. Well so much wrong with that and then of course the the paper came out falling all over themselves saying it never should have gotten in I find it really really hard to believe that it just slipped through the cracks because that really isn't how it works that's not how it works it goes through a lot of a, a lot of uh, layers at a newspaper ads do someone somewhere along the line and possibly more than just the ad rep. Uh, the ad reps don't put the paper together. Believe me, they don't. Unless things have changed greatly and they have ad reps putting the paper together, composing it, um, that's not how it works. It's like with my with my podcast. I do the podcast and I shift it over to Gary. He takes it, he puts it out all over these various platforms all over the place. I don't do it. I speak it. I ship it. He takes it from there. He listens to it. He backs me up. He, it's, he's, he was an editor at one time uh, at a newspaper. He still is an editor. He's an editor, publisher, the writer, the whole bit. He wears all the hats because he has the, the credentials to do so. So he, he backs me up to listen. Is there anything libelous? Is there, do you have I made mistakes? Whatever. Uh, so he does listen to them, but I don't, I don't put them out there. I don't shift them out there. And so I find it hard that, oh, gee, golly whiz, uh, it just, this ad threatening to blow up this group, this Islamic group is going to, to blow up, uh, to set off, to detonate this bomb without people knowing about it. It's, it's more stoking the hate, the fear. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse from now on. Now we have Trump calling uh, mail-in voting all of a sudden is corrupt. Outside countries are going to come in and 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 just flood the different precincts with fake ballots. We are in peril. We are we are in peril, and it's all very serious. However, having said that, if it does come to pass. And Trump is our last president, and this bomb goes off, and devastation hits. I hope the people that I know in my life, I hope I've made it clear 
that I care, that I care, that I have cared, that Gary and I have done our best while we've been here. So, and if it's more hate-mongering, which of course it is, stoking the fear, stoking the hate, it must end. This whole, this current movement about racism is not going away, and it shouldn't. So strap in, folks. We are in for not only this spiking COVID. We can't even, you know, find real numbers in Florida as the COVID-19 continues to spike. Trump's going into Arizona this week, another area spiking. We are in for a very bumpy ride for the next few months. And while I want to know what's going on, I tune a lot of it out once I check in, see what's going on, see what's new. But I am not having it flooding my brain all day, every day. I just, I am not. There's enough. It, it, it is enough. <laughs> We've been through enough. Enough. Now I want to talk about popcorn. Did you know that back in the day, when movie theaters were talkies and they people were first going to movie theaters did you know you couldn't they didn't have concessions they they built these elaborate movie theaters and i've been in some of these from back in the day and they really are they really were built like real theaters live theaters elaborate and and glorious but you couldn't have concessions they wanted it to be elegant and so no popcorn no popcorn was allowed. But then, uh, in 1927, guess what happened? Yes, talkies, talkies hit. When talkies hit, everything changed. Now, the funny thing about, about all of this is that concessions really make up the, the money for the, the theaters. It's not the ticket prices. It's kind of like when you buy a newspaper. And people say, I pay big money for, you know, for this newspaper. No, actually, you don't. <laughs> but uh, your subscriptions, while it, it chips in on expenses, it doesn't pay the bills. Not even close. Not even close at all. Advertising will always pay the bills, whether it's newspapers on the web, TV, radio, whatever it is. Advertising will always pay the bills. But. Uh, popcorn really didn't start in America. Did you know that? Because I didn't. I did not know it until I read this very interesting story. It came to America in the early 19th century uh, uh, from another country. It, uh, it came from Chile. And, and, and then it became a very popular snack. It, it was cheap. And very easy to make. And people want, and, it, and it's, it's mobile, you know. It's, it's very easy to, uh, to carry around. Uh, there was a, a popping machine that was made. Uh, Charles, uh, let's see, what was his last name? Charles Cretor. Uh, he, he invented, uh, I, I believe, I remember that's, it's C-R-E-T-O-R is how you uh, spell his name. But he made the very first steam-powered popcorn maker. 
in the late 1800s. <laughs> then it became easy to make, and people people just became huge fans of it. But the, still, the movie theaters did not want to let it in because they did not want you to be able to to dirty up their theaters, and and it does. These uh, having concessions in theaters does. It it uh, you drop it on the floor, you spill, you walk on it, whatever. But in 1927, everything changed because talkies uh, came into fashion. They added sound in real words and soundtracks to the movies, and so that really that really helped with the noise because. Eating popcorn, that was another factor that the movie theater owners, before they had talkies, they didn't want other people crunching on popcorn and things to bother, uh, you know, other people. Now, before it became uh, being sold in the theaters, people would still sneak it in because street vendors would kind of, you know, be outside the theaters and people would smuggle it in. And they would kind of ask you to to check your popcorn with your coat. Honestly, that's the truth. And uh, but but then when they started selling it, it was really cheap. It was like five, ten cents for people because then the the movie would drown out the sound of crunching. Now I'm going to tell you, Gary and I, when we go to the movie, we sit at the very back. Because I don't want anyone sitting behind. Neither one of us. We don't want anyone sitting behind us kicking our chairs. Even though the aisles are now really wide, the theaters are much different than they were back in the day when you re- were really, really close, really close. But uh, I don't want to hear anyone eat their popcorn, their candy, or anything else. I don't want to hear the wrestling. And some of the movies are, are really pretty quiet. So uh, movie theaters did all, not always have popcorn, and I really did not know that. If you if you know anything about movies, uh, I worked in a marketing department at one of the newspapers I worked at, and we had uh, the opportunity to work with the people that released movies, and they would do sneak previews for our uh, you know, kind of like uh, <clears throat> excuse me when you have a loyalty card for you know fill in the blank wherever you go a gas station or a retail store or a, a shoe store whatever like DSW and you get a you get a, a you get money back well if you had our loyalty card on a first come first serve basis you could get free tickets for a uh, a movie screening, a sneak, a sneak preview, and so you learn a lot about that side of the business. In that they could do it, and the movie theaters were really happy to do it because while the people were getting in for free, the theaters did not care. It's because they're going to spend a lot of money because those M and M's are five dollars, just like a mini bar. So anyway, little lesson on popcorn. There's nothing that smells better, I don't think, than, than popcorn in a movie. Even though it doesn't taste good, it still smells really good. It's like It really is like being at the movie. It's like concession stands at stadiums and stuff. When they're not selling enough, they'll throw some onions on the grill. And we had a, a worker here not too long ago, and I was making lunch. And Gary and I, a lot of times, will have a, our, our big meal at lunch. And I had whatever it was I was cooking. I had started out with uh, sautéing onions and, and letting them uh, 
letting them soften and kind of rendering them out. And he was leaving and he passed by. They stopped at the kitchen. He's like, I don't know what you're cooking, but it smells fantastic. Acid is these onions. It's the onions that'll get you every time. So anyway, um, here we are. Um, still um, being cautious, still wearing our, our mask and still trying to find a way to, to uh, stay entertained. Visit my other podcast, My Father's Tales, only 15 of those, and you will find out a little bit more about my history with my dad. Visit us, if you will, at our YouTube channel, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. Our website is by the same name. We have a lot of photos there. So if you're just bored and you don't want to read, you don't have to read. We have a lot of photos. On this day one year ago, Gary and I were in Bermuda. And hopefully we will be able to travel again. But we don't see that happening anytime soon. So in the meantime, I find stories like popcorn wasn't always allowed. Popcorn came from Chile to America. Stay cool. If you are in Texas, Louisiana, or SoFlo, you're going to get some of that Sahara dust because we are, Florida is directly across from it. And it just comes over that ocean. I'm going to talk more about that later on another podcast. Stay with us. <laughs>